when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. How was your week? Oh, are we are we already on the show? Great. Uh, I don't uh, have yeah. to do my thing? That's great. No, I'm tired of your thing. I'm very tired of my <laughs> thing. Sick of your thing. Yeah. You know what? You know what would be a great addition to the show is if is if like a lot of clunking. Like, <laughs> like me moving trivets. Well, why did you set up trivets right by my oh, arm? Oh, because they were on the windowsill. And then when I put in our uh, acoustic baffles that are new to the studio this week, uh, I had to move the trivets. Well, um, Matthew's like so polite. He's got he, he has water already ready for me, pineapple chunks, and then set up two clunky trivets right by well, my. Well, I thought you might you might have brought over like a pot of stew <laughs> that you wanted to put down. I did bring over takeout orange chicken. Oh, good. So um, you said you weren't going to talk about that, but you knew I was going to bring it up, uh-huh. so you, so you wanted to, to break the seal on I'm, that first? I'm trying to get in first. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So what's going on with me? Uh, I... So I had this I had this experience um, that, uh, you know, when funny things happen in Seattle in the transition between seasons, uh, mainly that nobody knows what to wear, including me. So, like, you'll go out on a day like today, like, you know, this morning in Seattle, this is uh, I realize I'm talking about the weather like like my 95 year old grandmother does. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, like fascinating. Right. What do what do me and grandma have in common? Uh, You know, we both live on Earth where there are weather patterns. (laughs) Sometimes it's wet. Sometimes it's dry. (laughs) Tell me. Tell Um, me all about getting. Is it wet or dry? (laughs) (laughs) Now tell me all about waiting in line at the Verizon store and how fascinating that was. Oh, yes. That's another thing people older people talk about. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, things that happen on the airplane. That's right. Uh, So. This morning, you know, it was like uh, maybe 58 degrees when I left the house and cloudy, but I knew it was going to be hot and sunny in the afternoon. That's a typical Seattle spring day. And so uh, I, in preparation for that, I'm wearing the official pants of summer, uh, which I'm sure we'll get a picture of. I'm going to stand up so Becky can see. (laughs) Oh, they're like chinos. Well, they're like chinos, but with like... uh, Little stripes. uh, Yeah, they're striped and they have like uh, uh, elastic... Uh, hams. Oh, they're, they're, oh, plastic hams. Oh, so like, oh, what like you, pajamas. What that? Pajamas. Yeah, they're, they're like pajamas. So this is like apparently a thing men can wear now is basically pajama pants in public, and I am all for it. They're chijamas, right? So I um, so so here's here's the story, and it's not much of a story. Is that uh, I uh, I brought home these pants, and I was kind of proud of myself because I had have some pants to wear in the summer, and uh, and I showed my wife and said, hey, what do you think of these new pants? And she looked and she said. They're very tapered. That's, I was so going to say something. I, I don't know. To that. Is that is that a compliment or not? What do you think? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on your pajamas because that might make you not want to wear them. Did anymore. You say pajamas, pajamas, oh, the, the chino pajama. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on them because you know once you say that, then you're not going to want to pick them out in the morning. So, but I, I did notice that they were quite tapery. Mm-hmm. But it makes you look like a you know Adam Ant throwback. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm totally fine I with mean, that. It's it's uh you know you you go you stay in your own lane, Matthew. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I really, I, I go my own way. I <laughs> forge my own path. Mm-hmm. That's why I bought these J. Crew pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're from uh, J. Crew, Of course. Well, now, why do they have, like, pajama, like, um, an- ankle, whatevers, and then not... Cankles. Cankles. And then what's up with the waist? Is it a button waist? Yeah, it's so a button waist. So what's the point of that? You have really comfortable ankles, and then you're all crunched and bloated? Um, the button waist is still pretty comfortable because I, I bought the right size. Because mm, you're under 40. Well, yeah, welcome to our fashion podcast. You're under 40. I know. After 40, 
I sit down and I despise buttons. I'm starting to notice that. Yes. That like something starts poking me when I sit what down. What is it? It's like your organs just shift down towards the button mm-hmm. and just yeah, push organs, out. That's what it is. It's organs. Yeah. It's organ pushback. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're tired of taking your shit. We're going to push back. That's okay. That's kind of what's going on. So yeah. So <laughs> if you're in Seattle or Portland or another part of the Pacific Northwest, you can go out today. You can see people in, in uh, chijamas. You can see people in shorts. You can see people in like wool coats. What like, am I wearing? Uh, Becky's wearing a tank top. That's right. Um, Fascinating. Fascinating conversation we're having here. Okay, so what do you got? (laughs) Well, I got three things to tell you about my week. Oh, wow. Okay. First, I I, uh, performed a float test. And by performed, I mean someone basically pushed me into the deep end of a pool with all my clothes on. Is that like a body fat percentage (laughs) thing? No. Okay, then I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, um, I'm taking an introduction to rowing class this weekend. And they they mandate that you must pass a float test, which I had no idea what that was. You have to wear your your pant, long long pants. Um, your pants wouldn't be good enough because there's not enough They're material. Not, long enough? not okay. enough oh. material. Okay. Um, and a long sleeve shirt, and then you get uh, you jump into the deep end of a pool, and you have to tread water for 15 minutes. Oh wow! I think I could do that. Yeah, it's it is tiring though. You know, it's funny. Of like I had no problem accomplishing the task, but like later that night, I was like. My muscles are really tired. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I passed so what, my flow test. what did you wear for that? Did you did you pick a well, very fashionable I had, outfit? I had to think carefully about it. I mean, like, this is a fashion podcast. Well, it's such, such a weird feeling to be like completely soaked in your clothes. When have you had the experience of walking into water or jumping into a water fully clothed on purpose? I feel like I wish I was the kind of person that went to parties where people would get pushed in the pool yeah. with their clothes on but, in like a devil may care manner, but I'm not. But pushed is different. I mean, this is like I jumped. <laughs> oh, I this was voluntary. Will- yeah. willingly jumped into a pool with all my clothes on. I, I am feeling Underwear, genuinely bra. anxious thinking about this because I feel like I would have forgotten to take my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> I I ha- honestly have recurring dreams in which I go into the water and realize I have my phone in my pocket. Like, this is the thing I'm afraid of, apparently. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's super. Then I wake up like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing once, which by favorite, I mean, I was like making lemonade out of lemons, yeah. is that I dropped my phone into the Puget Sound. And then I oh, could, the Puget Sound. I haven't Puget heard of Sound. this. Is that and near here? Right off the dock of the Vashon Ferry. And I could see it at the bottom of of the the sound. Sure. And I called it, and it still lit up. <gasps> Wait, this was a dream, or this really this happened? This really happened. Oh, that's amazing. I used my friend's phone, and we were all just mourning the phone. We could see it under the water. And I said, I wonder if it would still ring. And so we called it, and you could see it light up i don't know if i believe you i left a message matthew <laughs> oh well in that case <laughs> i left a message and then my friend's like why are you why are you laughing about leaving a message it's not like you left the message to that phone <laughs> but I, yeah that's a good point But i completely believed that the message was in the phone <laughs> what did you say on the message like goodbye no i went <laughs> i actually did okay great pretty funny okay the other thing to tell you is i went to a class on how to make chinese soup dumplings Oh, oh, yeah. What, what, you didn't invite me to this class? I'm sorry. You oh, know that's my favorite I thing, know. right? Well, not making them, But now I can them. teach you for free. Or you can just come over and make them. I can make them for free for okay, you. Okay, I think, uh, and I didn't have to pay for the class. This is, okay, never I, mind. I made 70 of them. <gasps> you did you, you get better after 70, but here's the thing. I made, if for, for those people who, who do not know what soup dumplings are, they're dumplings filled with like a, uh, jellied uh, a pork jelly that that is solid mixed with other things that's solid when you put them in the dumplings and then when you steam them it turns into this luxurious awesome soup that surrounds the ingredients that you have in there well here's the thing i made beautiful looking soup dumplings but when i went to eat them there was no liquid left in them 
What happened? We don't know because there was no holes. It's so a mystery. It's a, well, I think she said she thought I made them too thin. Oh, have you have you listened to that new podcast mystery show with Starly Kine? Mm-mm. She solves everyday mysteries. You should submit this. <laughs> that is not, so not an everyday mystery. Well, Maybe in Beijing. I mean, I think it's an everyday <laughs> mystery in the sense that it doesn't involve a crime. Well, I mean, I guess a, a dumpling with no soup in it is kind of a crime. Um, <laughs> anyway. How many times do I have to tell you this is not a food podcast? It's a fashion podcast. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. So, yeah. So that happened this week. And then um, I went over to my friend's house. He's, he's um, OCD. And he has used his OCD for good, meaning that he has become an expert of, of making the best Dick's Burger at home. Wow. So using the best meat and the best ingredients, and he has, like, got it nailed down. So he's, sorry. He's nailed the Dick's meat. He's nailed the Dick's meat down. So those are – I had some good good things. To, I, I got uh, thrown into a pool, soup dumplings, and really good fast food burgers. Um, okay. That sounds good. So yeah. when you made your 70 dumplings, did you put exactly the same number of pleats in each one like they always say? Do they always say that? Oh, yeah. That, 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 that was like, not mentioned. Oh, that like if you go to Din Tai Fung – I can't believe we're talking about this. That, that uh, you know, the, the guys in the window Stop at Din Tai Fung – Stop being ashamed of who we are. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, put exactly the same number of pleats into each one so they're all consistent? I did not know that. But what I did learn after making one, Matthew, is that those people do not get paid enough. Oh, certainly not. And I had to do it on the table because holding it up in your hand and making them requires some serious badass skills. Okay. Yes, I want you to come over and make these, please. Okay, well, they'll be dry. (laughs) They're going to look pretty and have nothing inside. Okay, we're going to work on that. We'll figure it out. All right, should we take it to a break and come back? We're back. Um, I've got my I got my paper here. <laughs> I've got my trivet. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we're ready to go. So, Matthew, you were the picker this week. I was the picker, and uh, our book is called uh, "Cover Me, Elite Force That Others May Live." And as usual, I forgot to write down the name of the author. I hate authors. Authors are the worst. <laughs> authors suck. <laughs> Apparently, I have no respect for for the authors of the of the great literature that we talk about on this show. Uh, the author of this one is Catherine Mann. That is M A N N. Not to be pedantic, but I think you forgot a word in the title. Did I? Yeah. So that others may live. Uh, no, you're no? wrong. It's cover me, elite force that others may live. Oh man, you're putting extra words in the title. Oh, I suck. I'm wrong. Okay, shall I? Shall we begin with a summary? Since I picked the book, I believe I have to summarize it. That's right. Okay, so this is a. It's. I think it's a romantic thriller, but we didn't really get into any romance in the excerpt. Well, come on, look at the cover. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Cover, um, helicopter, six pack abs. All right. So our hero. Yeah, we've done. We've done a couple of helicopter books now. Yeah. I think. I think that maybe should be our new thing. Like, <laughs> uh, if uh, when in doubt, uh, go for a helicopter book. Mm-hmm. So, Preferably uh, inverted. Yes. Uh, because they're worth more that way. That's right. Uh, let's let's work that joke in every week. <laughs> My dad is loving it. He's a stamp okay, collector. The, yeah, the inv- in- there should be a romance g- called Inverted Jenny. Oh, yeah. Or the, <laughs> I would totally or, read that. Or The Philatelist. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Inverted inverted Jenny. It's the sequel to uh, Reverse Cowgirl. In- inverted Philatelist so that others may, may lick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, that was really good. <laughs> okay. Back to your summary. Back to my summary that I hadn't started yet. Okay, so our hero is Tech Sergeant Wade Roca. I'm, okay, I'm, what do we think of that name? Let's just start there. So I'm assuming it's pronounced Roca because of Zach Della Roca from, uh, from Rage Against the Machine, which I know is pronounced that way, so that's what I'm going with. It could be Rocha. Did you notice what I noticed about the name, the first name? 
Uh, oh, that we've had a Wade before? No, we've had four one-syllable uh, names of stars that are sound exactly like that. Rade, Shade, and now Wade. I think we had a Wade before. Yeah. I really do. It, it's like every book is a four-letter name well, ending in how, E. How do you think people come up with these names? Do you think they use like a name generator? Because Scrivener has a built-in name generator. Scrivener being a program that authors use to write books. That's true. They have a name generator? I didn't oh, know yes. That. Oh, you can you can waste what? hours playing with this thing. Well, I um, put I put Wade, um, Wade, Rocha, Roca into mm-hmm. my... Um, uh, what do you call it? Anagram uh, okay. generator, yeah. and it came up with Weda Roach. Weda Roach. <laughs> Just <laughs> That's so good. You know. Okay, so uh, Wade Roca is a para rescue man. That is all one word. That's a word used in this book uh, in the uh, Air Force. And uh, when we open, when we open, he's climbing a sheer ice cliff on Mount McKinley, uh, which is in Alaska. And uh, he's roped to his partner, uh, Hugh Slowhand Franco. Um, I, how much do you want to bet she was thinking about James Franco? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you remember what Wade's nickname is? Oh, um, Brick. Oh, sh- oh, yes. There we go. I did write that Brick. down. Yes. So, so Brick and Slowhand are climbing this mountain, and they have an injured woman that they're rescuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, uh, yeah, I think I think Wade was given the nickname Brick because uh, someone decided Wade Roca wasn't a tough enough name. Probably. So we need to brick that shit up. <laughs> um, and uh, we learned that last month they lost a team member to uh, altitude sickness. So so apparently climbing sheer ice cliffs in Alaska is uh-huh. is kind of dangerous. But you have to say what the because right away we have the acronym. Remember how I said like all these military oh they like all cerebral. Have? Okay, yeah. go ahead. I don't. Remember. I don't remember what it is, but it okay. was like it was like um, a acronym right from the get go. Okay, so their mission is to uh, rescue this unconscious female climber who has a broken leg, um, and the mission is codenamed Fever. But then. I wasn't sure if it was the mission was codenamed Fever, because then they used the word Fever, like, in a bunch of other different ways. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so, Wade, uh, he's he's reminiscing about his mom, uh, who was, who was uh, turned into a vegetable by an IED <laughs> in Iraq. Um, Politically and, correct, uh, Matthew. <laughs> uh, he, so now, like, uh, we, we learned that he thinks he has to rescue everybody because no one was there to rescue his mom. Uh, okay, so they get to the top of the cliff, and a chopper is waiting to take the victim to the hospital. But wait, but wait, it's not a real more. mission. It's a training mission. The victim is not a woman. It's actually a big dude, Major Liam McCabe. Um, so basically, this is just like the crying game. Right. Um, <laughs> just like the crying it's game. It's exactly the same. Um, and uh, so they, um, they start to celebrate the successful training exercise. But then a call comes in with a real message about a real mission that uh, four climbers are stranded by an avalanche um, and they have to go get them. And uh, then they say a whole shit ton of military oh, jargon yeah, that went involving, on forever. involving Romeo and lifeguard, which sounds super gay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember that. Lifeguard? Uh, so uh, then we cut to the uh, – yeah, they, they definitely said something about lifeguard. That's funny. Uh, they cut to the stranded climbers. Um, uh, well, at least one of them, Sunny Foster and her dog Chewy, uh, who are, like, on the lookout for wolves, I think. Like, they're <laughs> huddling, hearing wolves howl. Uh, but then Wade parachutes in to save the day. But wait. wait. Oh, oh, and he says, <laughs> um, he says, I'm here to help you hunker down for the night to ride out this blizzard safely. <laughs> nice. Because people talk like that. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm here, to, I'm here to help you hunker down for the night. So let's ride out this blizzard. That's right. Hunker. Uh, and uh, so the rest of the group has, has already been rescued. Um, but for some reason that I didn't really understand, Wade and Sonny have to spend the night on the mountain. Right, because there's no one else to rescue them. Okay, sure. I have no idea. But 
But it turns more. out Sunny is not part of the group of uh, of lost dun, climbers. Dun. She's some kind of survivalist badass with a secret, and we never find out why or what the secret is because that's the end of the excerpt. Yep. So um, I want to start. Uh, I've chosen a couple of games for us to play this week, but I want to start with uh, this game doesn't have a name. Uh, it's just I wanted Becky to see if she could guess which was the line in the book that convinced me we had to read this book. <laughs> Which was, at first I was like, oh, that's going to be easy. Because I know Matthew really well. Dirty mind, immature. I'm going to be able to pick this up in a second. I feel like you are going to get it. I have three written down here. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure I enjoyed all of them. (laughs) Okay. I think, I'm going to start with the one I think it's it's the least likely to be. Okay. Okay. I think it's least likely to be. The burden strapped to his harness growing heavier. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't that, okay. but that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, God. I can't decide between one or two. I'm going to say, um, okay, I'm going to say that the second one that is uh, least likely is um, a seemingly bottomless crevasse that made it all the more pressing to anchor his axe again ASAP. That was it. <laughs> oh, okay. This is yeah. the one I thought it was probably. I'm like, yeah, I've been there, buddy. Like, oh. I, mean, I want to anchor my axe again ASAP. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one because this is the one okay. that, that I would have chosen if I had played this game with you. The unstable gorge walls vibrated under his gloved hands. Oh my god, I completely missed that. Oh, you're right. That is definitely better. Come on. If I don't know how I missed that, that this, would have been my topic. This is a smutty <laughs> Wait, book. The gorge walls vibrated. The unstable gorge walls oh. vibrated under his gloved hands. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> There's so much in there. I kind of like the burdens trapped his harness growing heavier. Th- they're all good. That's, they're all good. Yes. All right. <laughs> that was a good game. I like that Thank, game. Okay. We should yes, do that game. I would, yes, I would love to play that uh, okay. next time. We should time. come up with a name for that game. Um, you're right. Uh, we already, what's my line? I, no, I, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's what made us pick the book. So, uh, uh, but I think what's my line, you know, we oh, can, yeah, re- there we you can go. repurpose you're, you're, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. Okay. okay. What's my line? Perfect. Okay, so uh, next up, I mean, feel free to jump in with any with any observations about the mm-hmm. book, but um, I, I wanted to play a game that uh, that I'm calling "What Color Is My Parachute," which is which You're is strangely calling- uh, yes, I invented the phrase no, you- "What Color Is My Parachute." <laughs> I collect a royalty every time someone buys a copy of that book. Brilliant, um, and uh, so um, the the gist of this game is we know that that uh, from our own experience that. Uh, uh, Author, not a terrific job. Um, and uh, so most authors we know, uh, presumably including ourselves, dream about other jobs that we wish we were doing. And we think the author of Cover Me Elite Force That Others May Live is no exception. So what I want to know is, based purely on what you read in the book, what job do you think the author wishes she was doing instead of writing this book? Okay. And Catherine Mann, you're going to have to contact us and let us know if we were right. right. And, and you're not allowed to say like, uh, you know, Air Force pararescue man. That's too not. obvious. But, well, right. OK. But, no, I didn't think you were going to do how that. I just, dare just you. For the benefit of the readers who might be the listeners who might be playing along at home. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is not a, uh, you know, on the nose kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because we're 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 definitely not. on we the are nose off, kind of people. We are off the we nose. are off the nose. OK, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go first. <laughs> Uh, Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I think Catherine Mann is a relationship counselor trying to patch things up between Romeo and Lifeguard. 
Uh, I gotta look at that line, the lifeguard thing. I don't okay, remember I'm that gonna, at all. Um, well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, spin our wheels a second, and I'm gonna see if I can find this. Well, oh, I can search the book on my on my reading device. <laughs> so smart, lifeguard. All right. Well, um, in the meantime, I'm gonna sing a song. <laughs> okay, great. No, I'm not. Is that is that what she wants? Wants she really wants to be a singer? No. Okay. Okay. Here's the part with all the jargon that I was referring to. I'm just gonna read the whole thing. <laughs> Roger that. We have an HC-130 on radar orbiting nearby. They say they're game if we are. They have enough gas on board to refuel us for about three hours of loiter, topping us off twice if needed. Loiter. Nice. The co-pilot switched to open frequency. Romeo Charlie Charlie, Fever and Crown will accept the tasking. Copy, Fever, answered their radio pal with a serious Boston accent. Your new call sign is Lifeguard 2... Lifeguard 2-0. Wait, I want to hear the serious Boston accent. Oh, uh, your, your new call sign is Lifeguard 2-0. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lifeguard 2-0 Wilco. The co-pilot continued, Romeo Charlie Charlie copies all. So I see... Uh, Where's the lifeguard? Lifeguard 2-0 Wilco. Oh, oh, you just said that? <laughs> I just said it twice. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> I have a listening problem. <laughs> I hope you never need to get rescued from drowning because you're going to be all like, where's the lifeguard? <laughs> I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> Great. Um, so, yeah, so I see Catherine Mann as a relationship counselor. Like, you, Romeo and Lifeguard come into the office, and she, like, says a bunch of bullshit military jargon. And uh, she says, you know, you guys need three hours of loiter. Um, you know, you need to top each other off twice as needed. Top each other off? You need nice. to You need to press your, your uh, you need to anchor your axe again ASAP. Like, you know, this is all about. You need to vibrate the unstable gorge walls. Exactly. This with your is all un- about ungloved hands. Your gloved hands. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can move move it to ungloved hands as things get more intimate. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, it's all about bringing uh, you know a couple of sweaty, oily military guys together, <laughs> like they clearly want to be elite force, so others may feel. Yes. <laughs> what did you say earlier? So others may lick. I'm feel. still I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> Okay, I think that Catherine Mann secretly wants a career where she designs military-grade dildos Oh, that hold within them the 10 essentials of backcountry survival. Which are? Oh, gosh, Matthew, of course you shouldn't <laughs> you know said, this. You said 10 essentials, so now I want to hear all 10. It's like a match, it's a compass, it's uh-huh. a whistle, it's an emergency blanket. I'm just spit, spitballing here. These are the 10 essentials of backcountry, mm-hmm. but they're all within the dildo. Yes. Well, it has some lube, so you don't have to be spitballing. Right. Uh, so when you're enjoying, you know, lovely coitus, you can also be knowing that you're you're safe in the wilderness. Right. When you hear the wolves howling around right. you as you as you vibrate the crevasse yeah. or whatever it was. Well, now you can put your loved one's ashes in dildos. Did you hear this? I wish I hadn't. I just told you, and yeah. it's all true. Everything I just said is true. No one really would do that, would they? I mean, uh, this is like a yes. thing. Wait, no. Wait, there's an idea, and you're saying no one would do that? I'm of saying people would they forward would. it around on the internet, but no one would actually use an ash dildo, yeah. like a dildern. <laughs> dildern is awesome. I feel like this has happened on the show before. Like, you say something, and I'm like, no one would really do that. And, like, Don't of course someone's of really course, doing no, it. no, totally. I'm always wrong about that. I'm mad that I didn't come up with a better name for my backcountry survival dildo. Oh, uh, 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 Dilderness. Dilderness survival kit. Oh, yeah. It also acts as a flare. Oh, of course. Of course. It, in fact, the flare goes off just at random times. <laughs> We're still working out some kinks, <laughs> so to speak. Did you say the Dilderness survival kit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the dildern and the dilderness. Just the dilderness? Wait, you had some other word after that. Uh, I think just dilderness survival kit. Dilderness survival kit. Because <laughs> when you're fucked, you want to be fucked. <laughs> exactly. That's the tagline. 
Um, and I feel so. Uh, okay, we'll get to we'll get to what's happening next. I I have to admit, I sort of want to read more of this book. Me too. I, I didn't think it was that bad at all. No, but you will be punished. Oh yes, no, I don't think I'm going to because what I'm, was the punishment again? I'm too cheap. I think it was three dollars. And no, it was it. Uh, no, no, no. I think that's how much the book cost. Oh. <laughs> oh, what what was the punishment for yeah. reading more of the book? Yeah, I don't remember. I came up with something that you really s- fit the crime, and I've forgotten what it yeah, was. Yeah, you said something about I had to memorize all the character names in the Plagues of Pandora. Oh. And I said there's no way. Oh no, no, it was that you had to read the rest of Plagues of Pandora if you want to read. Oh, so oh, did yeah. you read the rest of no? Uh, no. But I want to die again, which which we later learned um, that uh, there's a German edition, which is called oh Der Schnee Leopard. <laughs> it was so funny. He wrote me, Matthew wrote me a text, which is just like, I have the best thing in the whole world to show you yes. when you get here. And it was like Der Schnee Leopard. Der Schnee Leopard. <laughs> Der Schnee Leopard. Die again. <laughs> All right. Well, you have some more games for us. I'm, I am sure of it. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm, we're going to give this one a try. I, uh, I came up with the idea and I'm like really proud of the idea, but we've never done it before. So I don't know if it'll work. Do you ever have that where like you, uh, you tell someone special in your life, like I came up with idea, an idea for a new game, but I don't know if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. sure. A- absolutely. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Dilderness Survival Kit. <laughs> that works. I've got it right here. <laughs> that works. Yeah, no, that works extremely well. <laughs> um, okay. So this, this game is called, um, what were you thinking? Mm, and mm. so the way I envision it, you know, p- the characters in books sometimes make decisions that are hard to understand at the time they make them. Uh, and we as careful readers, as, as literature experts, as, as uh, you know, literary lions in our own right. <laughs> Where the hell are you going? <laughs> so I want you to come back. Please come home, Matthew. <laughs> please come okay. home. So I want you to, uh, to pick a character in the book. Or I will pick one if you prefer. And then I want, I'm going to portray that character and you're going to ask me why I did some of the things in the book and I'm going to have to improvise on the spot why I am doing these inexplicable things. I think we needed to first go away, take a break and come okay. back and play that game. Okay, perfect. Okay. We're back to play some games. Back to play some games. Some games. What you, what games? Oh, we're going to play the What Were You Thinking game. Yep, and that's the last game I came up with. It's on my list. So, no, uh, you got another one. Oh, oh, right. So then we have to... There's a couple more. Oh, right. Okay, great. All right. So um, who would you like uh, to interview? I want to I wanna interview Wade Rocha. Okay. So... We're holding kind of a literary seance here. Yeah. Like, is, is Wade yeah. in, in the room with us? I'm pretty annoyed with, with, with Wade. Actually, so I'm I'm coming to you a little angry here. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wade, um, why the hell? If, if I keep doing this voice, I'm going to get really <laughs> hoarse really quick, but let's see how it goes. Why the hell did you suggest digging a pit before even looking around for existing natural shelters? Uh, because I had to dig a dump. <laughs> you know, uh, when you're in the Navy, I mean the Air Force, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't. We don't play by others' rules. We make our own rules. And we're not going to go in someone else's cave. You know, we're not going to find some existing cave. You just go in your own cave? I, f- I feel like I'm turning into Harvey Firestein. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so if, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to shelter in a cave, I want to know that that cave is up to Air Force Pararescue Man specifications. And the only way to do that is to dig the motherfucker myself. 
you're going to dig a cave. I'm going to dig. I'd like to see you dig a I'm cave. I'm going to dig a I'm a fucking pararescue <laughs> man. Okay, so so you you fly in with the parachute on a very narrow ledge. You, that is exact. I do that every day whether it, the mission calls for it or not just cuz it's fucking badass. You were use the word hunker to some uh what you perceive as a helpless woman who absolutely probably knows more than you do about survival. Yeah. And possibly. then you say to her, "We need to start digging a nice cave." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. nice pit, nice pit, so we can, you know. Oh, and she was, she was into it. No, she wasn't. She said, "Sure, you can go ahead and do that. I'm going to go ahead for the cave that is right over there where I can sleep for the night." Yeah, and in the morning she's going to be a fucking popsicle, and I'm going to be what a Roca pararescue man. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I'm done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, here's another question. Same guy, same character. <laughs> Oh, you're done with this? I'm back. Here's the next question. I'm back. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do the voice anymore. It hurts too much, and it sounds terrible. Okay. At one point, you say that basically the smell of mildewy military gear is like aromatherapy for you, and it pumps you up. Yeah, that's right. What kind of depraved person are you? Uh, I cannot get hard without smelling old, <laughs> like, used parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like with just just generations like if i can if they could bottle some world war one sweat and i could sniff that shit that would be like fucking viagra wow uh, now this interview is really over. okay good <laughs> would, would you like to talk to a different character because no. i don't think i can do another one no because because i fully embodied wade roca I think I'm going to be Wade Roca for the rest of the day. Okay, then. I'm going to be Almond Roca. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do you want to interview me? Um, oh, sure. Did you prepare that? I didn't. But, okay, that's okay. We uh, can move no, on. No, we're, no, no. We're, we're improvisers. Okay. We, we took <laughs> no, we're not. A, we took the 100 level no, improv class. I am definitely a sucky improviser. <laughs> okay. So uh, I want you to be uh, Sunny. All I can think of is Sunny Kobe Cook, founder <laughs> of Sleep Country USA. So we're going to say that that's the person who was, that's her secret, that she's, a, that she's the heir to a mattress fortune. Oh. Um, I, I guess uh, I should be asking you this. Okay. So you're Sunny. Uh, what's your secret? So, uh, all I know about you is, uh, you know, that, that Wade Roca thought that you were uh, a helpless, uh, you know, damsel in distress who shouldn't have been out there uh, on, this, on this ice face. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it turns out that, that you're, you've got survival skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you're carrying a Dilderness survival kit. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you clearly know more about this game than, than Wade does. Mm-hmm. What's your secret? Where did you learn this? Um. Uh, well, actually, uh, what's your name? What's the interviewer's name? Oh, uh, uh, Dick Cavett. <laughs> Dick. Well, Dick. Um, they called me Sonny from a very early age, uh, when I was a baby, actually, to be precise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was, uh, did they call you that for a reason or cause it was because your I was, name? I was born in Alaska with, where there was absolutely no sun in the sky. Okay. Whatsoever. It was during the, what did they call that? Midnight. The, the midnight. The polar, polar night some diurnal shift i don't know what it's yeah, called. some diurnal shit some diurnal shit um they called me sunny because i was born in complete darkness and they hoped that it would change my personality this sounds like a johnny cash song are you <laughs> sure this isn't a johnny cash song <laughs> i only wear black okay and i walk the line um and i go to prisons no and um i have never actually met anyone uh, uh wade was the very first person i have met outside of my community oh interesting um, I've been completely sheltered, um, and uh, um, because I've been so sheltered, I have always been seeking to explore and escape and get out, and so I've learned to all these survival skills because of that. There's some bad shit going on at my house. 
Uh, I was going to say, when you say sheltered, is that is that a euphemism for virgin? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So um, the Dilderness Survival Kit really freaks me out, man. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know if I'll still be a virgin or not. Um, so do you do you want to see what what's outside Alaska and or inside uh, Wade's man cave? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, and I'm not sure. Okay, great. <laughs> That, I, that was think, only two questions, but okay. I think I'm going to be the one asking the questions from here on yeah, out right, in this great. game. <laughs> not a very good improviser. I, I have something that's not a game, but just something to comment upon, which is that um, uh, there's a blurb on the back of the book. Oh, I didn't notice that. Nobody writes to die for military heroes like Catherine Mann, exclamation point. What's funny about this is that it's by Suzanne Brockman, New York Times bestselling author of Tall, Dark, and Devastating. Okay. I just think if we come up with the blurb for this book, as you're going to suggest, we also need to come up with what our name is and what book we wrote. Oh, I think you're right. Do you think Tall, Dark, and Devastating is part of a series that all starts with Tall, Dark, and? Ooh. Like, uh, you know, Tall, Tall, Dark, and Deadly, Tall, Dark, and Dangerous. Tall, Dark, and Black. Uh-huh. Okay. Tall, uh, Dark, and Jewish. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Short, Hairy, and Jewish. Yep. Okay. Um. I would, uh, yeah, I'd read all those books. All can, right. we, can we read Tall, Dark, and Dangerous for the show? Devastating. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think we should check it out. Of course we should check it's it out. It's New York Times bestselling. It's totally legit. I think that we should, when readers, uh, listeners get more involved in the, in this podcast, I want <laughs> which, them. Which is going to happen any day uh, now. Any day now. We're just waiting for a big break. Um, <laughs> We're just waiting for our first listener. <laughs> one of the things is when they suggest a book to us and we use that book, the next book we pick has to be based on someone's blurb on that book. Oh. So it's a little bit of a spiraling. I feel like some of the books we pick don't have blurbs, but okay. <laughs> we can try. Yes. No, I would I, uh, I would love some, some uh, listener recommendations. That would be awesome. Um, let's take one moment. We're going to take a moment. To do what? To stop the recording. Okay. And we're going to come right back. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So we paused to, to, write, some, to write some blurbs, and Becky started giggling uncontrollably at the, the thing she was writing. So this better be good. <laughs> Wait, thanks a lot, Matthew. Now everyone's going to have high expectations. No, they all, they already do. We've, we've set the bar so high. <sighs> okay, so to explain the game. Okay, uh, so you need to write a, uh, a blurb or a brief description of the book um, and then say who, who you are blurbing this book and what book you've written. Mm. Or guess what? Yeah. I didn't write the blurb. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Shit. What were you doing over there? I wrote the author and the book they wrote who wrote the blurb okay. and then forgot to write the blurb. Okay, here we go. My my author is dumb, so I'm going to read my blurb and then you say your author. We're going to put it together like okay. peanut butter and jelly. Gotcha. All right? Your heart will leap from a bottomless crevasse to the summit of Mount McKinley. <laughs> that wasn't good at all. Was all right, I'm, I'm starting over. <laughs> What I did is by I, I converged the two games, the game where we figure out what happens to them. Okay. I, I did that, and then I assigned an author and book name to <laughs> how the book is ending, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Were you, like, hit on the head on the way here? Okay, so I'm going to combine them in my own mind. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so if, for some reason, a hypothetical author of a book was guessing how this book would end... <laughs> yeah, that happens. This is what they would guess. Can I go there? Yeah, okay, okay. sure. Okay, so we're left with Sonny... And what's his butt? Um, Brick um, hunkered down in a cave to wear uh, to to brave the the night, the storm. Um, they let the this is what happens. They let the passion get the best of them, and while connected in coitus, a worse blizzard comes in, and they are stuck, frozen together. 
Oh, wow. Much like braces and teenagers. Yes. It's only when they convince Sonny's dog, Chewy, to lay down on top of them that they warm up enough to separate and seek shelter. Hence the name of the book. Icicle Dick. Cover me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The author author who came up with this idea is Bert Hunker (laughs) Kachazeldorf, author of Screwing in Shelter So That I Might Live. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, um... (laughs) Every time you say coitus, my soul dies a little. It's a terrible word. <laughs> That's my middle name. Yeah, sorry. Um, Bert Kachunkeldorf? <laughs> what was it? Bert Hunker. Hunker. That's, it. That's his yeah. nickname. Kachazeldorf. All right. Author of Screwing in Shelter So That I Might Live. Um, okay, the author name I came up with. This game, we, we've, we've made a Frankenstein game. Like None of this makes any sense anymore. But anyway, my author was Deanne Chalmers, author of To Kiss a Mockingbird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. She wrote that, didn't she? Oh, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> Someone else did too, I think. So uh, I think um, do do I need to come up with like my yes. r- remaining yes. plot, which yep. I haven't really thought about yet? That's okay. You're the so, improv king. Um, I mean, the thing I realized as we were talking about this that I think Sunny's secret is in fact that she is uh, Sunny Kobe Cook, uh, founder <laughs> of Sleep Country USA and Sleep Country Canada, and possible other possibly other sleep countries that I don't know about. Uh, and um, she. What is a sleep country? It is. Is there a, a country where people sleep more than other countries? It's a country. It's like the country you most want to invade because it would be super easy super to take. Super easy. It over. A country of people sleep on mattresses. Uh, yeah, sleep so country. She she is in Alaska trying to establish uh, a sleep country uh, store on the top of Mount McKinley, which we're really supposed to call Denali now. I don't know if you know. Uh, and, uh, so she's up there and the thing that Wade doesn't realize that, that, uh, the reason she's smiling is because, uh, they're going to oh, be I know fine. why she's smiling. Right. Because, because she brought with her like 17 mattresses. She's the got. The wilderness. Uh, well, yes. Uh, she's got, um, box springs. She's got, <laughs> uh, down comforters. She's got fluffy pillows. She must be very strong to carry all this. And, uh, and she was, she was just up there like working to establish the store and just hoping some kind of para para hunk would parachute in um and uh and just land like right smack in the middle of those mattresses and sure enough he did uh and they become uh co-proprietors of the store by day and um uh and they try out all the mattresses at night well this is very good yeah yeah this is very good it's very good i'm very impressed with you thanks Um, i have a question (laughs) yes the word para what exactly does that word mean well, I think it can mean parachute related or it can mean like paraplegic related. Right. So, so I was a little confused when they said paramilitary <laughs> rescue. Well, I think paramilitary means not technically in the military, but acting like you are like a militia. That's a paramilitary organization or like, you know, some like renegades with uniforms and guns yeah. that are not actually working for the government per se. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Because I think of para as really somewhat in the disability or different ability category. So okay. it, it just was interesting. That was a paramilitary. Okay. It's like the special, the special military. It's the special, okay. the special military. Uh, I think that's a very, very good improv. I like it very much. Uh, <laughs> I give you 10 points. Uh, great. I did thank not you. tell you the scale. Right. But I give you thank 10. You, thank you, Drew Carey and or Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler. I, I give you 10 points. And I had something to say and I can't remember what it was. Okay, great. Damn it. Um, well, I have, a, I have an important question for you. Do you know what next week's book is? Oh, for Christ's sakes. 
because that is how the show works. It's okay if you don't. I made a list of a few, and I'm, no. I'm happy to give one of mine to you. No, you're not. Because no, uh, you're not. Because I'm a charitable person. No, you're not. I'm going to go pick my own. Okay. Right now. God damn it. Oh. All right. All right. Are we here? Yeah. We're here? Oh, we're here. We're here. Okay, so that took me, usually it takes a little longer to come up with a book. That took me, how long, Matthew? Yeah, you, you blew your wad in like <laughs> 30 seconds. What's smaller than a nanosecond? What's smaller than a nanowad? What's smaller than a nanowad? That just happened. Um, book for next time is called Badass, A Stepbrother Seal Romance by Linda Barlow and Elena Albertson. It took two of them to come up with this. Oh, it takes two to make a thing go right. That's right. It takes two to make a thing yes. go right. Okay, cocky, forbidden, and sexy as hell. It takes two hell. to make it out of sight. Uh, it takes two to make a thing go right. Wouldn't, wouldn't you be looking for good ass, not bad ass? Anyway, uh, okay, so so badass, a, what was this, What was the subtitle The thing again? that got me wasn't the badass, and it wasn't even the seal, which is funny because we, did, is we already did a seal one. Well, Navy SEALs, I don't know, man, I... I, I think I think like I, I don't have any like fantasies about being in the military, but I feel like being a Navy SEAL, I, I don't think I could handle like the the sheer volume of tail I would be getting if I was a Navy SEAL or former Navy <laughs> like, SEAL. Like tail hook tail? Yeah, whatever. No. Um <laughs> you No, pig? it's just like from what I know of literature, uh <laughs> you know, if you say if if there's a Navy SEAL involved, like just Everyone is jumping on your dick 24 hours a day. Ow. <laughs> and yeah, no, but you're a Navy SEAL, so so uh, you can handle it. Well, any hoozy what? Yes. See, I was going back to the what got me into this book wasn't necessarily the, the mostly naked man on the front that says badass, a SEAL romance. It's that it says a stepbrother SEAL romance, which the, the stepbrother is just so random. Okay. But, uh, it makes me laugh. When you say SEAL romance... It, isn't it impossible not to imagine like harbor seals? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like there's no navy in there anywhere. They just assume that women know it's a navy seal. Okay, I want to promise uh well and men. Oh, ex- excuse me. Um although I guess I guess it's like there's a lot of straight sex in it probably exclusively. <laughs> right. Um anyway, uh what was I going to say? Oh, um I as part of our uh may I make a request? Yes. Um, I want to learn next during next week's show how <laughs> how Harbor Seals made. <laughs> I, I want just just let's slip in a little bit of as it were. I don't want to slip a little in. bit of information about <laughs> about the sexual habits of Harbor Seals. What do you suggest? Or what elephant you, seals? Since I'm the picker, that does that mean I have to watch a YouTube video on the coitus of Harbor Seals? I'm going to say yes, since you brought it up. All right. Well. If you request it, I, it shall be done. Okay. So everybody, so <laughs> nobody's going to tune in next week for that. Two weeks. Two weeks uh, for uh, a badass uh, a video about seals fucking. Uh, and until then, uh, oh, you can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com. You can like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc. Uh, if we ever figure out what TBC stands for, I'll let you know. This book club, you idiot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, please leave us a review on iTunes. We act, we have, right now, not to sound pathetic, zero. Oh. Because we lost all of our clothes for logging reviews. So uh, please I'll, leave one. I'll, I'll, do, I'll leave one. I, I'll, I'll leave one, too. Okay. But, but let's if get we, what a, a real unbiased okay, opinion. If we, do, if we go first, then, then everyone else will follow no, along. We're, no, we're not going to go first. You guys go and leave a review for us. That would be awesome. All right. And uh, until next time, uh, I'm, uh, I'm Navy SEAL uh, uh, Jack Stalker. And I'm Bert uh, Hunker Kachazeldorf. 
Like when you when you just have a naked mic, like it's still fine. I'm not a pee popper naked either. Naked mic. So if I said pee popping, you know, like that movie I'm- Magic Mike, which was originally <laughs> called Naked Mike.